0: Everybody, how you doing tonight? Uh, Mike Iaconelli here. This is a special last-minute edition of Ike Live. Uh, we were talking uh, just a second ago, uh, right before we came live here, about the Ike Live programs in general. Um, our very own producer Brian the Carpenter, um, our very own Dave Brodzik at Peak Glusik. ...do an excellent job of putting our normal shows together. They're very well orchestrated, uh, produced. We have a set idea what's going to happen during the show. Um, tonight, we're just going live. We're going to go live, and uh, we have an opportunity to talk to a very special guest who's in town this week. Uh, he's in town this week doing some filming with me, and uh, we're just going to shoot the shit. Um, joining me, to my right, in the other captain's chair... Normally occupied by GP, the great gay Gatsby of Pete, we have our special guest joining us all the way from Columbia, South Carolina, Frankie Marion. Frankie, how are you doing tonight? Good to see you. Good to see you. Hey,
1: hey,
0: hey. This is interesting because you actually came in town on Sunday during our regular Ike Live, but But you were undercover. You were undercover. You were incognito. Incognito. Yeah, who were you during that show? Cause I still don't know your name.
1: Nobody does. It was that deep a cover.
0: There's uh, so there was no name to who you were. F- I've
1: been training for that role since I was four and a half. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long time. It is. I mean, but that's what it takes for total immersion into a character like that. Where nobody's <laughs> nobody's fooled.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, you were the National Public.
1: That was NPR. NPR, I National left, Public Radio. I left, uh, blood drive yeah yeah you know, commercial free blood drive yeah which is not hard to leave to come over here and do that. <laughs> so it's tough
0: well let let me let me tell you honestly uh we've been working together all week, but let me tell you it's um been an amazing experience working with you the last four or five days
1: well i'm i this is something that i've been it's jacked about for the last two years every time we see each other at a trade show or yeah. something, like, let, let's do something, let's do something. We were brainstorming it for yeah. a while, and it yeah. finally came together. We were chewing it up and forming it into, like, a bolus, and we swallowed it this yeah. week.
0: All right, now, before we get into it, yeah. because there's a lot of people watching, probably like 20 dudes right now watching.
1: Thir- and, 23.
0: 23 guys 23. watching right now, and they're all saying, well, wait a minute, is he, like, a, what's Frankie, like a fucking chiropractor, or what's he doing here? Is <laughs> is he a masseuse? So let's start. Let let give everybody a background because I I know a little bit about yeah. your background, but let everybody know kind of your background and how you got into this crazy thing of filmmaking. Let let everybody know the story of C1 Films a little bit.
1: So I'm a Sagittarius. Yes. I uh, enjoy long walks on the beach.
0: Are you and a day person and a night person?
1: I am both. <laughs> I'm both. I've been known to go out at night <laughs> and go out at day. Wow. And yes, both. Sometimes twice. Yes. Yeah. Wow. So, um you know like any of us that have been doing this since we were kids, kid whether it be hunting or fishing um and watching like we're talking about at lunch today like watching old tv shows and stuff um we'd always me and my buddies tried to get together and film things when we were kids and yeah it never they were terrible um but we didn't have any like editing software or anything But we always wanted to like video stuff yeah and, uh so what were you using back then, like reel to reel, or we drew pictures, like very fast <laughs> pictures. <laughs> you were, were these paintings on cave charcoal, walls, charcoal reliefs. Wow. Charcoal reliefs. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, I'm not gonna say uh, that it didn't take a lot of skill. Yeah. You know, but it was tough. <laughs> <laughs> no, but shooting like the old like tape cameras and stuff like that, but mainly just like to look at with your buddies and whatnot, and. um I always enjoyed kind of the process of all this, like some of the stuff we've talked about, you know, the getting ready, the tying the knots, Uh. what are your hands doing? What are your eyes doing? What are your, you know, how does the different parts of the boat that kind of resonate with people? I think if you, if you go through and look at, um, you know, somebody that plays baseball a lot and you show them a leather knot on the side of a baseball glove up close, that's going to kind of trigger a thought for them. That's going to take them somewhere that they remember that moment in their life. Or, yeah. Um, and so I tried to apply that to the things you, you know, that I like to see, um, in the fishing world and do it for me. And I've been very fortunate and very humbled by the fact that people, you know, appreciate the stuff that I yeah. do and like it. And so it's kind of grown from there from, um, you know, most of my stuff like we talked about before has been in the saltwater environment, um inshore and offshore stuff. And the bass market is somewhere that I've been really wanting to kinda throw my style at, for mm-hmm. lack of a better word, and see if you know, see if, if there was an opportunity to do that. And this came along with you and you know, we've been buddies for a while and um it just fit and I think that your fans, I hope your fans, are Excited to watch what we've done because I, uh, it'll be a big deviation from what yeah. you've ever done before, as far yeah. as how people how you've, you're seen, as far as you know the wild, wild and crazy. We still get all that, but That's, you know there's a lot of like the the yeah. the you know because this guy's a master at what he does. Like that, uh, uh, any of y'all have, you're fans of his and you watch him, like the the people that get to do this for a living, such as people like Mike, they're they are absolute like. Mad scientists of their sport and of their profession, and it's really cool to be able to get into their heads and see what makes them tick and watch how they operate. I think that's been one of the biggest things this week. From um, is seeing you go into your modes and trying to get you to not go into those modes yeah. for the video stuff, but like under understand it, like I get it. You know, there's a there's a formula for what you do. Yeah, that's going to put you in a spot. To win, yeah. and it, and and it's those numbers that if you can hit that many casts per day and that much time yep. in the water, then you got a better shot at doing better than anybody else. And this was kind of the misadventures of us this week, which yeah. I thought was yeah. a You know, it's a good way to yeah. put it. I mean, it's like really big misadventures that they're not about catching a ton of fish, but like really about the journey to go experience something that's different
0: yes now that and this is important this is what i want to talk to you about more and in a second here by the way i forgot to mention uh it's not just frankie and i here at ike live tonight i i'd be remiss if i didn't mention that this show is possible tonight because of our very own brian the carpenter brian how you doing tonight Good, man. Good. Uh, you're pretty much responsible for putting the show together last minute, and thank you for doing that. This yeah, is an amazing yeah.
2: opportunity. Yeah. I was pushing for
0: this.
1: Okay. I know I'm starting to get to see you again before I leave.
0: Yes. Which
2: yeah. I'm very excited it,
1: about.
0: It's good. But let, let's jump back into it, and Brian, I want to get your opinion on this, too. Um, I, I want to talk about, and we're going to show some stuff of of yours, Frankie. Uh, Brian's going to have some stuff ready here, queued up in a second. But before I do that, what you just said is, is important, because... I think, and there's nothing against—we've been talking about it all week. Nothing against any of the fishing videos, films, TV shows that are out there now, right? Because they're all great. They're, there's the educational ones, the ones use a standard show formula, and we grew up watching right. those shows, and they're—they're they're great. They're amazing. But what you're doing is not—it's—it's it's storytelling. It's well, telling hope, a story I hope, I and I a journey, so.
1: right? Yeah, I hope so. I mean, the whole the uh, the it means a lot to me like uh, and i hope that that translates when um when these going i films come out because it it's it's just more than jumping on a boat and going you know driving fast and getting up there and 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 fishing fast and hard i mean it's still fishing hard but it's like i don't want to miss out on the the some of the, the the little things that you kind of look past sometimes that i don't like to look past anymore yeah. like i look past them like i'm sure a lot of people do when you go through kind of your stages as becoming whatever you're becoming good at be at any sport or but for us we're talking about now for fishing like do you miss the you know not to be cliche but like the sunrise in the morning Do yeah. you miss the colors in the sky or the bird the way the birds are acting or an eagle that flies by or the a fish you know the the bait schooling up and all the things that like you know you can you can show somebody a picture of an apple pie and they're going to know what it smells like yep. you know and i hope that we can show them some of this and they're going to know what it feels like yeah. like they're going to you know some of them are going to be a little bit different you know because we've done some really cool like journeys this week that are yeah. that are different than most but like the stuff today with you know getting out on the boat and getting on the lake and going fishing that that we don't uh hopefully uh, hopefully I'll showcase well enough the all the other things to getting together with friends and meeting new people and, and all sharing this one common goal to go out and, yeah. and catch something and put it back. Like, yep. And that's the beauty of fishing. You know, I'm not opposed to eating fish. Just go to and put that out there. <laughs> but, um, but being able to go out, have the whole experience and put it back and know that you can come back again and, and have yeah. the same experience with that, like have the same interaction with that fish. Possibly yeah. Some other time.
0: It, it, it's amazing thing to me, what we're talking about, because, um, you know, to be able to capture that passion and that the experience in film is a difficult thing. It's not an easy thing because you know it's not setting up a GoPro and catching a hundred fish and editing together and showing it. This is and
1: this is you talking about it.
0: Yeah, this is a passion. And what, Brian? I would want you to jump in and and this is good. I'm going to catch you off guard and make you respond to this. But I'm actually working. Okay, carry on. I want to I want to <laughs> jump you in this conversation. Go ahead. Why do you, why do you fish? Why do
2: you go fishing? Man, I don't know. It's just uh it's just something I've always always been drawn to. Um I, I don't know. I can I can't put my finger on it. It's just it's someplace I need to be. I can't go past a body of water without feeling the need to pick up a rod. Yeah, well, it, that's just, the thing. Like when tr- I'm
1: sitting down asking somebody like on camera like tell me like when I ask you why you like to go do this, like I want you to tell me the deep reason that's like so personal that if your friends see it you'd be embarrassed. Like that's yeah. that's the meaning that I want for you. Cause yeah. like I I'll, I'll give you that. Like I, I'm I'm if you get me talking about it long enough it gets me like choked up. It means so much to me. But like I like that kind of. You know, throw the curtains back and yeah. freaking and yeah. why? tell me what you've yeah. really why, not the you know chest bumped out, caught a monster today kind of deal. Yeah, like,
0: why you, know, you do it? What if and
1: you couldn't go again? Yeah, Count
0: and the, and forward. then here's the other thing I want to ask you, Bry. Think about this. Tell me the feeling you have the night before a tournament. Yeah. Before you launch That's right? the
2: juice right there. That's the juice. Yeah. Flash to Cooper River we fished together a few years ago. Sometimes the Think night about before is almost it's better. It's, it's better. At, dude, it's the lead up, right? It's the, the, the preparation, anticipation.
0: the anticipation. Yeah. And then when it actually you get there and it starts materializing how you thought it would. Yeah. Dude, They're is not there, better. It's but not you better. know that feeling I'm talking about, right? Oh yeah. yeah. That's that's what we're that's what Frankie's really amazing at capturing. It's well, it's, and that's it's what we crazy. What about
1: this week is like, you know, with a couple of different people that we ran into that, you know, the most exciting time you have is that time from like when Brian's talking about where you're getting ready to because, you know, before this before this tournament, when you have.
2: <laughs> 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 Thank you
0: for the sound effects. <laughs>
1: It we don't. We, not, we never have.
0: Stormy night. We never have sound effects on the real Ike Live, like the scripted ones, and now we do. She well, smelled I'll of it.
1: oak and mahogany drawers. And
2: the scent
1: and bourbon-soaked napkins. Uh, maybe a song
2: was a bad idea. I love you, Zebra
1: Massa. There was a woman who used to call me. This is
2: totally distracting me, Bry. <laughs> All right. All right.
1: Anyway, before. That was a bad idea. We <laughs> screwed that up. <laughs> My point was is that your expectations are usually always more exciting than the real thing. Yeah, you know, like you—it's a build-up. It's, yeah, it's it's a build
0: up. anticipation. Yeah, right. It's amazing.
1: Great job, Brian.
0: Great job, Brian. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I tell you, for me, it, it is that way. For me, it's that way, and um, and and it's it's a story, and that and that's what I love because we've talked about this probably thirty times since you've been here, but.
1: You don't always have to catch a million fish to have an amazing experience. No, you don't at all. And I, and I think when I go film somewhere with somebody, that's the hardest obstacle to overcome for the person that I'm there to to shoot is that they want to have the most epic day they've ever had. Yeah. Period. They want to yeah. go do the most epic shit they've ever done and the odds of that happening, I've been lucky that's happened to me a couple of times and everything's come together right, but it it rarely does, and it puts a ton of pressure on everybody to not have a good time, and it's evident. Yeah. Like, you can't hide that shit. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it's, it, you can see it in the people's faces, and it's not like a determination look. It's like a dejection look. Yeah. And it shouldn't be that way. Right. Like, it should be, let's go have some fun. Yeah. And I'll film it, and we'll have yeah. fun. And yeah. And I'll make it, I'll make you look good.
0: Yeah. Now, I, I want to jump, I want to switch topics real quick and jump into the fact that, um, You've been around the block a little bit. You're a young guy, but you've been around the block. I have. Uh, j- jump in and I, I just I want you to retell some of the fishing experiences that you've had. Tell especially the one let's talk a little bit about some of the trips. Uh, let's talk about some of these stuff in Australia you've done. Because it's amazing. I, I want people to know about some of these experiences you've had. Well,
1: I got I got lucky that um, when I started like trying to work on boats. My like I said, my stuff was mainly saltwater based and there were a couple of places that you went to learn. And if you went to learn you could kinda go anywhere from there. And um in the late nineties when I was doing it it was Hatteras, you know, the Outer Banks of North Carolina were really good. So I um I took a job up there on a boat and uh worked up there through a bluefin season and a and a summer season and kinda from there went to you know through the Bahamas and Venezuela and costa rica and mexico and um and they got lucky enough to go to australia and fish over there for a season and um that's been a my bucket list is very small at this point like i'm very very blessed to be able to you know like you made a make a living doing something that i'm passionate about and um it's not all it's not all fun but you know you get to at least most of it's fun and um this the offshore side of things is something that not, you know, having kids, I've got two little boys at home, and that put a, you know, pretty big halt on, which is, I want, you know, something that I wanted to be that yeah. way, anyway, but, you know, you can't travel. I was traveling 300, 320 days a year, um, you know, out of the country for 100, 180 days a year, and uh, it's tough on a family. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't want to do that to my kids. So, I was lucky enough that we had, uh, my wife and I had kids a little bit later, um, both, you know in our late 20s and i got to travel for 10 years or so fishing yeah and mainly doing offshore big game stuff yeah fishing in south carolina too
0: it's amazing it's amazing and these these weren't like trips these were you were you were kind of living living out there once a
1: lifetime deals like you you make a couple of friends and you throw up we all love to come over there and fish with you and work or whatever if there's ever you know that kind of if there's ever a time i can go work with you you know give me a call and i got lucky enough to get a few of those calls and the timing was right or wasn't right and i just made it right that i was going to be able to go yeah but it was you know packing up everything in a duffel bag in my grandmother's osmobile 88 and you know sleeping in my car for two months till i could find a place to live you know I, i got to uh when i moved to hatteras um i didn't see the island during daylight for four weeks and I was living, sleeping in my car, which was like a pelican shit target. I mean, it was covered in, in like seagull <laughs> crap every day. A big bullseye. Oh you know, yeah, a big bullseye. <laughs> Showered at the marina, slept in the car, got up, you know, went went to and fished every day, and uh, learned a ton, met some great people, and it's put me here. So I mean, the good, the bad, you know, I wouldn't change any of it at this point. It's it's been. It's been pretty- mar- pretty spectacular
0: it's it's crazy and and here's you know we we got to talking about a lot of the fish that you've caught or you've seen caught or you've filmed being caught and what I found interesting is the 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 range right so everything from bonefish and redfish and tarpon yep to big tuna. Yeah. So sailfish and marlin, sailfish, yeah. giant sharks. That that's that's amazing to me. That's amazing to me. Because <laughs> you remember we started talking about like the size of these fish. Yeah. And you know, I like, you know, ah fifteen hundred pound marlin. And and that I can't even wrap my hands around that.
1: Well that 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 was a one fish deal that was just you know, it was surreal how that whole thing happened anyway. I mean it was it's almost more fun that we didn't end up catching it that than if we did because right because it's just so but it's like this giant mystery you know yeah. at that point. um but it, it was it, you know you go to those places it's just it's the same thing um with what like what you do that there's going to be certain spots that are going to produce certain things and you know from a bass fishing standpoint it's somewhat local what nothing It's somewhat local, so you can go to like, say, local being like inside the United States, you can go to Texas and catch giant bass in this type category, in this type layup and whatnot. You know, with the the offshore stuff, you got to go to like the Azores or Ascension Island or Australia or Costa Rica or like it, you really got to travel to find that exact spot. And you know, if you want to catch giant black marlins, Australia's a place to go. If you want to see a bunch of blue marlins, you know, Dominican Republic or Saint Thomas is a great place to go. Yep. Um, <clears throat> sail fishing in Mexico, um, you know, all those places were great places to be for those particular things. And I got to, and I got to be there for a piece, a little bit of piece of everything. There were a lot of guys that are that have got a lot better stories than I do. Um, that I'm lucky to call friends of mine. That um, that have let me tag along with them some and, and film some yeah. and and work and um and it's been it's been awesome. I mean, I made and such type things like you run into those people again and it, you might not have seen them in ten years. But yeah, you don't miss a beat. Yeah, you know, you pick right up where you left. Yeah. Them.
0: The the craziest thing to me and, and Brian chime in on this too is is you know you know out there you're talking about fish from you know. 30, 50, 100 pounds more inshore to get into the hundreds and even thousand pound range as you get into those offshore exotic fish. And it's crazy to me because, you know, that's, you live in that world a lot. And you now you're, you come here this week and you're thrust into this world <laughs> where it's been very different. a big one, like one we caught today, yeah. a big one is a four and a half pounder.
1: No, I get that though like like it it's it's i i get it it's one it's it's the whole I don't care what size the fish the fish are like I, yeah, it gets me how jacked you you get over it like that's what <laughs> ah, like how, and I can share that with you yeah. like I can get pumped with you on that, you know it doesn't have to be um it doesn't have to be some giant you know monster fish of a lifetime yeah. to get you. Like, you know, when you sit there and you make, like yesterday, cast all day. And then, and and it's like, you know, record, stop, record, play, delete, record, <laughs> stop, record, play, delete, record yeah. you know, all day. And then we get that one bite and it's like, yes, yeah. you know, like we did it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think if there's, if that's the cool thing is that I've, I've love seeing these big fish come in and eat and cracking the code of what is making them eat and understanding it like like why are they here why are they doing this why are they doing that and i think that a pattern a puzzle transcends across any of the fishing stuff like if you're going to go you know brim fish or bass fish or you know marlin fish or whatever there's you don't just go out and start you know and just cast a little bit and catch them with you know with repeated success you really got to kind of understand it. you know, we've had a lot of those, I've asked you a lot of those questions this week. You know, why are this doing this or why is this doing yeah. that? And that's the cool part, I think, is like cracking that code. You know, like on tarpon fishing with a fly rod, I've got a, a great friend down in Key West that's an amazing angler. And they're, and and the guy that we, the couple of guys that we fish with, they're like really dialed into the why of why are these fish are doing this and why they're doing that. Yep. And, and it's fun to catch them like that because it's like you've you've been a part of their world for a little bit, and you've really – I think it means more when you give it the time. Like, you give it the time to try to, you know, understand what the fish is doing and the yeah. respect to the fish that you're going to get. You have an
0: understanding of yeah. why the the bite is happening and what's going on and why it's that size or that color or that speed.
1: Yeah, I mean, because you're tricking something, you know, with the fly fishing stuff, with – you know most of the the bass fishing stuff aside from the guys that live bait if you're using artificials i mean you're you're tricking them with something that is not natural to them sometimes so finding out is it a aggression bite you know like when we're pulling plugs for blue marlins and they're coming up and crashing them you know a lot of times it's it's pure aggression it's not a feeding bite yeah i think the same thing happens with these bass after watching some of this absolutely they just get oh, pissed 100%, off and, yeah. and yeah. fire in on it you know yep. and, and 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 so that changes things like you don't necessarily have to match exactly what they're eating but you need to be more different than what they're eating yeah like i know with like tarpon fishing um i keep going back to that because that's what i've done some of recently but a lot of times it takes to throw something like that's a total opposite of what if there's a ton of bait around and you want to you know they're eating men hating or pogies on the beach that are silver and gold and you're going to go in there throw something big and big and black and purple yeah so that you stand, stand out. out yeah you stand yeah. out and you get that fee, you get that aggression button and then yep. that's totally the same in what you're doing yeah to some extent I mean like some of the swim baits and stuff look like insanely real. yeah yeah you know I mean like stupid real yeah. But, you know, I think that's the fun part for me of of all this fishing stuff um, is cracking that code. And it could be, you know, pulling 15-pound swim baits, you know, an Australian 30-pound yellowfin to, you know, little ballyhoos offshore fishing to, you know, watching Vegas catch some fish on his little grubs to, you know, watching you with your... Porcupine set of 80 rods on the bow of your boat, like you know, like a like you look like a damn disc machine, with a jukebox, like a fly, fish, like a, a blast fishing jukebox up there on the bow. So, that, so
0: that's the that's that's the thing I wanted to to get you to say, which is so. And I don't want to put words in your mouth, but from a guy that's seen and filmed the spectrum of it, it's all the same,
1: right? A lot of it is very much the same. W- whether
0: it's whether it's fly fishing for a freaking 10 inch trout or 1,000-pound marlin, or a 4-pound bass, it's basically the same. Fish well, head, a fish head is a fish well, head. Well, and
1: that's what we talked. We were talking about earlier this week, and I was, after spending a couple of days, like, really getting to, to fish with you, and i fished with a couple other elite guys before, and, you know, you take you and take uh, a captain buddy of mine from St. Thomas or a mate from St. Thomas and a guy from the Keys and a guy from california and and have them musical chairs and all switch roles i think you'd all be successful like in the other person's spot very quickly because you understand the dynamic of fishing yeah and it's going to be different obviously in everywhere because you get current tide some places yeah. you don't got water clarity issues that aren't necessarily an issue somewhere else or but you know those things and you know, you work through them in a tournament. You work through yeah. them like in real time, as fast as you can go. Yeah. And excuse me, a lot of a lot of those guys are all doing the same thing. You know, if you're trolling, you know, in the North Drop of St. Thomas, and you're looking for current and upwellings and bait stacked up, and where you mark and fish. You know, you, granted you're in a thousand, 1, fifteen hundred feet of water, but mm. it's the same the same deal. You're trying to put yourself in that position yep. as you are today, having you know being on shad and trying to figure out what bait is going to get you in the right presentation and you know working through grass. i mean all that stuff is the same i think it's just the scale that it's on like right in a lake you're confined to this body of water yeah yeah and the and the ocean you're not you know right so it's it's just yeah different but i think different it, but the same yeah yeah it's the same the same processes thought processes and science processes um but different yeah you know, different approaches yeah
0: Brian DeCarpenter, carpenter. Uh, what, what do you got going on back there?
2: Uh, I'd l- uh, let's see. What, I can't read that. Uh, you don't have to. Okay. Was, uh, can you not hear me? Yeah, a little closer to the um, to the mic there, Frank. Pete's been loving um, on this thing too much. It's about to friggin' fall over. I, I got a question for you, Frank. Pete's yes. been licking it. You're, you're talking about um, yes. cracking that code, right? Yes. You know, whether it be a marlin a bass, whatever, cracking that code to to, to figure that out. Do you feel like maybe you use that in, in your filmography or your filming with with different clients? You know, kinda kinda solving that puzzle to figure out what 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 feel works for that particular Like it's showcasing
1: them yes. doing that? Yeah, yeah. Oh definitely. I mean I think that and I think there's a there's a lot of ways to show that too. I mean it from you know, watching Mike when he's when he's fishing like you just watching looks on his face, and mm-hmm. you can see him I look of,
0: pissed off about ninety percent of the time, just yeah, to but let you know. I'm
1: saying like but when you're changing <laughs> when you're changing baits or looking in your tackle box, and I filmed a bunch of this this week where you can you can see the processes and and you you don't read really, but you show it like if if i don't have if i'm I don't have a tackle box or anything, but you can see the way that like if he's picking through something and the little pauses and micro pauses that his hands do like you can see that process happening mm-hmm. in his head when he's looking up when he's looking for things and I, and and it's good to show cuz it shows thought without having to for him to say you know i'm not getting bites here i need to go change this or that or this or you got all the rods on the front of the boat and they all have something different on them and yeah. you know the that's ever that is true in every you know every element i mean from picking the lures that you're going to pull blue marlin fishing you know do you want small big dark Do you want them to chug Do you want them to swim underwater do you want them to pop to fly fishing to where do they want a big pattern or a small pattern or you know feather or something you know that it's the same in everything and i think that's the the initial first part of almost every day that we do film is we have an idea of what we think it's going to be yeah you know and of course, yep. we can take the information from yesterday if we're fishing the same body of water and probably put ourselves ahead of where we were the day before but there's still going to be that kind of spot that you got to kind of reacclimate yourself
2: into sure and maybe even with the conditions you're you're filming oh
1: in. 100% 100% right 100% because it, it you know like in all this stuff you know, when you're trolling, you know, a rougher sea is going to give you a better bite because the fish can't see the bait better, and they have to attack a little more, uh, you know, aggressively. Same thing with fishing yeah. swim baits over here, and, the, you know, it's windy and cloudy. You know, can how can the fish, is the water clear? You know, can they see better? Do you need to drop down in, um, you know, in line class? And that goes for everything from going to, like, six-pound with what, is it shaky head thing? Shaky head thing? And drop shot. Uh, shaky head thing. Yeah.
2: head, <laughs> shaky head, <laughs> yeah. shaky head. So like weird.
1: tuna fishing, you know, we used to fish, you know, we'd charter fishing, fishing 100-foot wind-on leaders of 80 pounds so there was no swivel in the water, you know, because they would see that and key on some of that, or kite fishing where there's nothing in the water. I mean, it all depends on conditions, and, right. and that changes everything from day to day to day, or even during the day. Like today we had, you know, beautiful, sunny, Calm morning that changed to you know thirty thirty five. That happened and It happened real fast, and that changed everything. Yep. From where we were fishing and how we were fishing, the whole nine yards, and that's true for about everything. And that
2: changes your approach of
1: filming. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Because then I have to start over again. You know, like I can't. I don't like somebody telling the viewer what is going on. Yeah. I, I I think y'all are smarter than that, uh, and you want to see more of you know, you're not telling your, you're not, nobody's telling you that it's changing. So we didn't, you know, we should just show how that process happens, or I want to show how that process yeah. happens. So like, if it's starts to get windy, like today, it's beautiful, sunny, we have, you know, lens flares coming off you to show that the sun is up and that it's pretty and the colors and the, you know, the beautiful clouds going through the sky. And then the wind transitions in. So I have to find 20 to 30 things that show the progression of wind. So mm-hmm. from, you know, Leaves coming off the trees, to the way water's crashing against the bank, to the way the birds are starting to glide up, to how you're having to load your cast differently, to your clothes flapping, to tight shots of all that stuff, so that I can take the viewer through that process with us, because that's what we're experiencing. So there has to be a build in for each part of that. You know, we build in in the morning to getting there, kind of setting the table for the day, and hopefully, you know, on a good day, that stays. Set right, you know, and on other days it moves around and it changes and it changes the way that I edit and it changes the ways that, that I, I film the stuff too. But it it does. It's it makes it cool.
0: It it's crazy, bro. I gotta tell you, watching watching it this week, the angler has it a lot easier than the guy behind the camera. I can tell you that. Yeah. Cause I, it, it's amazing to see it, you know. Yeah. And it's neat too because every once in a while you'll you'll show me. You'll just stop. Come back here. You got to see this because you get excited. I see yeah. you get excited about something, and you say, "Come back here. Look at this real what? quick." And you'll what? play. <laughs> you'll play back a clip for me, and I'm looking at him like, "How the fuck? How's that possible? Yeah. Like, how the hell did you just?" I can't wrap,
1: you know, I can't understand it. You know what I mean? Well, and some of the stuff is a big difference. Like y'all catch a bass, and it's like wham, zip, zip blop, zip, plop, psh, you know, it's like one <laughs> solid motion. It's, yeah, it's like t- uh, real hoist. That's the thing you my hand, pop tell off, me, catch. Tell me, all week
0: as a bass tournament angler. We're Stop. built for speed. We yeah. want to set the hook, get that fish in, in 10 seconds flat, yeah. in the live well, and you're the whole week slow down. Take your time. Yeah, I mean, and it's it like, was
1: impossible for me to try it. I'm like, but it's like yeah. watching like a like a 10 second porno versus like a, a 30 minute version. Like yeah. the 30 minute ones are sometimes a little bit better. I like the 10 seconds. I like to just <laughs> yeah. rub one out really all quick. All right, all right. Okay. <laughs> so, so um, <laughs> that's all right. All right. No, but all that was right. that, I think from the like, and every uh, and every one of these movies, like the star of the film is the fish. Right. and is the ecosystem that and the environment that we're in mm. that that's the mm-hmm. that's the star that we're we are interacting with that um and i know that may sound somewhat cheesy but it's the truth and what i wanted like with the bass stuff today, telling you to slow down all the time was so that like we can give the fish some love and some respect yeah. and, and give him some some camera time so that we can you know honor that process of what we've been doing and 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 you know, it's like telling a NASCAR driver, you know, they need to go
2: 25. It just doesn't. Right. Yeah. No. It's it's uh, hard to do. Yeah. Especially with that one.
1: Yeah, and that's what i to telling them today, like, you know, enjoy, get the bite, and enjoy the, the pull and the
2: the fight, and let you know, let's let's take that a little bit slower. Good, good luck convincing them of that. Well, <laughs> oh <God>, we got, we <laughs> got, it was it was
1: it was fast. I mean, a lot of and, and too, with like the bass fish stuff. A lot of the bites are happening pretty close, as opposed yeah. to yeah. And we got we got, you know, today every every bite you know i don't like to shoot b-roll i don't like to shoot like stage shit b-roll i think y'all can can see that right um and so everything that we've gotten this week aside from maybe one or two clips um that i had to like say freeze and like move was all shot in very real time i'm Mm -hmm. running three cameras the entire time that we're on the boat so
2: you know two a slow-mo camera a set camera and then another freehand camera to get everything so yeah speaking of that three cameras and uh you guys had a mishap this week we did and how often uh, tell us about that and how often does that happen oh
0: we're going to go there
2: we're going to
1: go there (laughs) we're going to try to relive this this nightmare experience you know when you get that uh (laughs) that one like the if you have like in your arsenal you have like one setup. It's like your setup. Uh, yeah, your yeah, ma- if, yeah, and that's fishing, you, it like would that's be your, your s- main, your yeah, main your John. Main, your main rod it reel. It would be your steez. Your steez, <laughs> yeah. your John. Yeah. That's your main John. Right, yeah. but this is my main John. Like and the
0: computerized uh, Shimano reel I gave Brian years ago, and he dumped it in the lake somewhere.
2: Uh, fell off the, my boat in the Whatever.
0: And the Delaware and, the del- dude, that Delaware's vicious. Well, that's that's a good lead-in to yeah. this story. Yeah.
1: So we, I've, I've got a, a new camera that I got that was a, a big part of some of the stuff that we were going to film this week. Um, and we're kind of easing through this cut, right? And we bumped a big stump that kind of shifted the boat a little bit into some brush. And I'm get up on the bow and getting a tight shot of Mike doing something. and And my rig is on the tripod on the back deck of the boat and um and as soon as i, I wasn't even thinking about it i was kind of hunting down on what i was doing and i kind of throw the branch over my shoulder and <clears throat> mike turns around and his eyeballs just got real big and uh and it didn't take me long to figure out what had happened but uh, we uh we deep six the entire rig um uh a very a very nice camera that um is now not a very nice guy anymore. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but uh, Mike was more hurt about it than I was. I mean, this this oh. like, this, this stuff happens, and uh, oh, if you do God. what I do, then you're going to lose some gear, and that's why we have insurance with Brevard Insurance Agency's Photography Policy. And, uh, and <laughs> Brought they, to you by. Yeah. What, would what would be, be the r-
2: wonderful people in Brevard Insurance? Um, what would be a rough estimate of what something like that might?
1: Ah, uh, that one was. All in all, probably about sixty-five hundred. Oh! oh it, 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 look, oh. it wasn't like it wasn't like some of these guys have these eighty or hundred thousand-dollar cameras, but it was. Uh, it hurt. It it hurt, but it didn't. Uh, it didn't slow us down. And uh,
0: dude, I was crushed. Yeah, you were. I was crushed when I when I Bri when I turned around and saw what was going on, and you're helpless. Because it's (laughs) we turned around and all you see is like the tripod legs. Oh, it's already happened, right? So I heard this noise. I turn around and by the time I look, it's already in sinking. Oh, so there's no reaction time, you know? Yeah. And dude, you know we so it went in, and fortunately we even though it was deep, I want to say it was it was as deep as a rod, so it was six or seven foot there, but somehow.
1: You hooked it. I, you I hook, hooked the hook like the... Uh, with a spinnerbait.
0: You hooked the foam. Thank
1: you, Molix um, spinner spinnerbait. Thank Mollex you, Molix, in bait. the house. <laughs> uh, what, what, what was that one, by the way? It was a
0: 3-8-ounce water slash.
1: 3 truth white. short white. white. Yep. Um, very strong spinnerbait. Strong um, spinnerbait. Sharp hook. And I would say you probably say catching fish on there that weigh you know, upwards of 36, 37 pounds. The weight of the tripod. The weight the, the tripod and the in it And, the, lens. Lens. Yeah. and, and uh, the water in it. And all of the water in it. And the thing, there's a fish in the...
0: There was a fish in, in the, the lens. lens. Definitely. Yeah. I think it was a mudsucker.
1: Yeah, Canon has that lens right now and they uh, I don't know what they're doing with the fish. All that footage area. lost? No. That's a great thing about it. Okay. Uh, pulled we, the Yeah. <coughs> excuse me, pulled the pulled the card out yeah. and um everything was we, we got everything. We got back. it back. Uh-huh. Yeah. We
0: got it back. But dude, here was an allergy. I, I was I was dude, I was like crushed. Like honestly, I I couldn't even do anything for like thirty minutes. I yeah. was just so mind screwed, you know? Yeah. And uh but I said to Frankie, I'm like that's like pretty much because I've like dropped phones, but that's pretty much like dropping like a thousand phones in the water at one time. And that's how you'd feel, you know? Yeah, yeah. Or, or like breaking up with your girlfriend of 10 years, you know? Like, same feeling. You just feel like hurt you're, you're lost and lost and empty.
2: $6,500 value on a 10 year uh, relationship? Well, I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying. I'm just trying to make it an analogy. How, how many times have you dropped your phone in the water? Me? Yeah. Uh, too many. Too many. Probably half, six, six times, seven How times. How about you, Frank? Uh,
1: once I dropped it in the toilet. In the, toilet. In the <laughs> toilet.
2: There's this weird thing that comes over you when you drop your phone in the water. You feel like an orphan. You, you're like. An orphan! Wait, what? Wait. And and you're just everything is just completely not, gone. No, I did. I I, I, I just, can't call nobody to tell them I dropped my phone in the water because no, I, I did have. I broke when the
1: when uh when iPhones first came out. I had an iPhone, the first iPhone or one of the early iPhones, and I was, I was headed down to St. Thomas for a tournament down there, and I, I dropped it and broke my phone, and I had to go get this backup flip phone. I didn't have anybody's numbers. Old school. And it was like. I was, this is pathetic, but I, it was like, I was so lonely for like,
2: <laughs> for
1: like a week. Because I, I, you know, like, like I can't, nobody's going to call lonely. me. lonely. Nobody's going to, I can't call anybody. Yeah. I don't have anybody's everything's number. Everything's
0: gone. Yeah. You know, it's gone. Yeah. It's vanished. It's, so, wiped yeah. it's wiped out. It's
1: wiped out. So crazy. this was, this was a. Uh, it sucked but it happened you know i could i was laughing about it while it was sinking oh, Mike man. Was like,
2: i was crushed so, so the majority of your uh your work you you were saying you you travel a lot you're you're in australia you're well that was that was
1: many moons ago now it's more most of my stuff now is based um based in the u.s and the caribbean um to do uh, a lot of work in the bahamas a lot of work in south florida and the keys we're doing a big uh expedition trip um through the Everglades all the way down to Key West, me and a uh, buddy of mine, Ian Slater, um, and I in I think February, um, and then uh, doing Cuba in Cuba, January. Cuba, yeah. Cuba. What the hell's going on in Cuba? We've got to deal with Avalon Charters down there to come do a film uh, in Cuba. So we got a, we're doing two motherships over there, which are like, not if everybody knows what a mothership is, but motherships
0: like a, are badass, by the way. Like
1: a big motor yacht that goes into like some remote part of somewhere, and then you work off of the. Mother yacht. Or okay. A, so it's a mothership. ship.
0: Let's put it this way, Bri. You're familiar with the biggie small yacht. Yeah. You know, pretty much like a yacht that's giant with chicks dancing yeah. on the front, yeah. big no huge tower. There are no chicks dancing like three th- uh three to six three hundredths on the back. Well, that <laughs> boat fits on the back of the mothership. Yeah, that's, what that's not in. a joke. Wow.
1: It's yeah they pretty just sleep like the we just got in Louisiana um the week before here doing uh redfish stuff down there and we were on a hundred and thirty foot mothership down there um in Hopedale Louisiana I was fishing with uh, a guy named captain Brandon Keck and we got some sick footage I mean I think one day we got over 80 top water bites in slow-mo. Um, oh, my gosh. So it's it, hmm. we go there, and then um, from here I go to Tallahassee to uh, do another bass fishing deal for the Florida Wildlife Commission. Um, and then I think I might go back to Louisiana in December, which I hope you may be able to go if we can put it together. Um, and then next year starts, and I'm kind of in my normal cycle of um the keys bahamas
2: oh my god i love the keys
1: and then um a month in belize a month in belize me i've got a project called explore that's on uh, my vimeo page um that i guess you can put a link or showcase some of that stuff yeah Um, yeah yeah yeah. but essentially me and uh, another buddy of mine jeff Ryback, um go and do these trips where we have a lot of rules and um we have to cover a big expanse of water on a small boat with no resupplies and live off the ocean um really yeah it's cool we did 200 miles in the bahamas that's really cool that's really cool and we took a 17 foot flats boat um we look like you know we look like a bunch of immigrants wow. making our way like a little mayflower
0: um were but- you it's not like naked and afraid though were you naked? no i was not naked
1: okay i mean i uh no i was not naked okay um so how many seasons of that have you done we just did the first one as kind of a pilot uh this spring oh. um and it's on it's on car it'll be on carbon tv too uh um, and
2: it, under uh c1 films yeah okay you have your own page on, on carbon tv yeah i do all awesome. shout out to carbon tv yeah, yeah right on hashtag carbon tv
1: um yeah so yeah, it'll be on there, uh, and we're doing. Um, and also, it was in a film festival with the International Outdoor Film Festival. It did 130 something stops this year, and we'll do some next year. Is the only fishing film there. Um, but the rules, we we we, the rules were we had to catch all our food on either a fly rod or shoot it with a hand spear. Oh my God, that's awesome. Um, <laughs>
0: that's and then we awesome.
1: couldn't re- so we couldn't bring any other supplies in. So once we set kind of what we were going to take and understand that this is a 17-foot maverick hpx flats boat how many days how many days this was 10 days um and we had to fit everything in this boat so uh it was me jeff and then another buddy of mine solomon that guy that was from the bahamas that came over and stayed with me um had to fit all our gear on there so three tents you know three pelican cases with camera gears i think i had 58 batteries camera batteries solar kits solar chargers Mm. Um, yeah. ice water and then we had uh an extra 80 gallons of fuel. So we had to really like ration where we were going to go. That was kind of the probably the coolest part about it.
2: Um, it's wild. Sounds like kind of a Survivor Man deal.
1: It well I mean I don't want to paint it as like no, a Survivor right. kind of deal. I, I'm a huge
2: Survivor Man sh- fan. I I I I freaking love that show. I love it, what that guy does. So.
1: It was more like um like we're going to set a big set of rules for ourselves and we can't deviate from those rules. Like, and you have to plan. And you have to plan to the point of, you know, it's either going to make or, I say make or break you. But, like, you can't, you just can't deviate from the plan. Yeah. So, and that was the fun thing. That was probably the most fun part about it was, like, again, the anticipation of what we were going to do. What was it going to be like? Were we going to be able to catch food fish on a fly rod consistently? Yeah. Um, and then we also worked with the Bonefish and Tarpon Trust, which is a big conservation group in the uh, flats fishing category. um And we did dna tagging kit you know, filled dna kits on every game fish species that we caught so every bonefish excuse me tarpon or permit that we caught we took dna samples so it was a cool to have a science element to it that yeah. again helped us to hopefully the next time learn a little bit more about that ecosystem we were on andros island in the bahamas which is the largest island in the bahamas it's 100 and 140 miles long and the whole backside is Completely undeveloped. Um Wow. But it was awesome. Like, you know, we were talking about ambient light and stuff like that. You know, at night there's no yeah. you can see the lights of Cuba from where we were sleeping most of the time. You could okay. see the Milky Way and all the you know, it was really, really cool. And so the next one is kind of taking that plan and making it bigger, um, which is doing the entire coastline of Belize in a twenty foot panga. Um to we'll leave southern Mexico, the so, um, southern Yucatan Peninsula of Mexico. Uh, and come out around Ambergeist Key. If any of you are from familiar with Belize, you can look at this on a map. But um, and then there's a big atoll called Turnoff Atoll uh, that's 40 miles offshore of Belize. That's about a 50. 20 mile, foot boat. Yeah, a Panga, like the dugout. Yeah. Smaller like, than my bass cut. Yeah, but it and it's six, six feet small. wide, six feet wide, real skinny. And we'll be sleeping in the boat probably half the time. In the fetal um, position? Hopefully not in the fetal position. <laughs> wow. But um. Again, the whole thing is, like, planning it. So we've got few. On this one, this one's 700 miles. So we'll have or 650 how, miles. How, two or three is in that boat. Three. And maybe four if I take another camera guy. I want to take somebody else to help. How big are
2: these dudes? Because you're a big dude, man. Yeah.
1: I'm the largest of my species. Yeah, you should keep this. it that way. <laughs> yeah, of your species. Yeah. But this is all really, like, um, Belize is a really amazing place. Like, it's the second largest, you know, beer reef in the world next behind the Great Barrier Reef in Australia. And um, it's got a really neat layout for doing something like this with all these little islands and stuff. Uh, And the atolls are really cool because some of them, like, there is no dry ground. Like, so we'll just be staking this boat out and sleeping in the boat. And so trying to build this boat, you know, a thousand miles away. Yeah. And hope that you get down there and everything works. And it's on a tiller 40 is our motor. for Like a lawnmower. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. So it'll be awesome, and I, I, I we're still waiting on a few partners to get together with us to help us make this thing happen. Um, it's something that uh, is – after doing that trip in March, it's I really don't want to not do one of those every year because it was yeah. like – that sound cheap, but it was really empowering. Like, you know, you got done with that thing, and you're, you know, you're like, mm, you know, we did that shit. Yeah, hell know? yeah, man. And
2: uh I could, I could, I it was have... real. And and
1: you, we Jeff and I were sitting there at the end of it, and we we're like, how long do you think you could do this? Like, we're <laughs> both like a year, you know, wow. you know, eight yeah. months. I mean, it was uh, it was awesome. And the way that that, not to get off on tangents about this one project, but like the way that our whole bodies reacted to to that from eating clean like we are supposed to eat you know to where there's yeah. no salt like we're we no ate, processed food no, we no salt fresh fish or lobsters um wow. we ate like kings um, right on we ate lobsters and fresh snapper and some barracudas and we only took um bell peppers onions and tomatoes and like 15 limes i think is what we had yeah you mm. gotta fight
2: off scurvy with the
1: citrus yeah that's right and uh and beer we took two cases Citrus. of old milwaukee with us wow,
2: wow. now how do, how do you uh how do i mean how how many days in a row are you in that boat I mean, it, is it like that or well then we camped so we had a spot that
1: because we didn't have our fuel we didn't have any way to resupply our fuel right right um so we couldn't like work the boat fish the boat with it loaded because yeah, with yeah. it loaded like it'd be like taking your bass boat and stacking gear to two feet off the deck down yeah, the entire yeah, yeah, boat yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and then riding 50 miles across the, in the ocean like right.
2: that yeah you're not fishing out of that yeah
1: and, and there's a um there's a trailer on my um vimeo page that shows kind of the lead-in for that um and i'm a release kind of the film festival
2: version what's that it. what's that called
1: uh explorer x-p-l-o-r um it's on um it's the if you go to vimeo.com slash c1 films it's one of the first videos up there okay um but, yeah, that one we had to offload. So we took and found a strategic site that would allow us enough ground to where we could – the fuel consumption that we thought we were going to have, we could move around that area mm. enough to where um, – but Belize will have stops, so I'll have three, two to three fuel stops. I think we can get with um, 30 gallons of fuel on the uh, – on that 40, we can go probably – We we can cover a pretty good bit of ground because we're not going to be running fast. You know, it'll be, you know, 20 knots. No way. I'm trying to build an electric flats boat right now, like a solar-powered flats boat to where we can... The mission for Explorer is to build everything to where it fits in a 53-foot container. So two boats will fit on racks in a container with all our gear, and then we can ship it anywhere in the world and do the same trip. Because we want to do Africa and want to do... South America. We're looking at doing Brazil, 600 miles in Brazil, Mr. Oh, Brazil, and yeah. uh, Carnival in 2016. Yeah, that'd be yeah awesome. go in and then leave. Yeah, <laughs> that'd that'd
0: awesome. that that uh, you know, that feeling you're talking about of like living off the land. Brian feels that every once in a while, and that he gets that feeling when he cooks his own food. Like the other day, he made a microwave hot dog. Wow. And he felt exhilarated. You know, what?
2: that's like that's. <laughs> I, I, had, that, I had to throw something funny in there, Brian. Come on. That's well, immersion. No, no, that's immersion. Honestly, that is immersion. <laughs> but, but honestly, when you were telling that story, I, it 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 uh it made me. It reminded me of our trip to Alaska. Alaska. Yeah.
0: yeah. Now we we experienced that same thing you're talking about, and we're trying on, to do one there too. Yeah. Ex- I'm not going, but we experienced else. that on a very different scale. But but, but the feeling scale. you're talking about yes. is the same, and we were living off the land for. A couple days. Three days. Well the, right. thing,
1: well, the thing is, you don't the whole point of, I guess the the whole point of Explore, like, is not to say you got to go to these far reaches of the world to have this type of experience. I mean, you can do that experience on your local lake if you just commit Absolutely. to it. Yeah, We're going to go camp for a couple of days and we're going to eat, we're going to take just enough food to support. The food that we think yeah. we're gonna be able to catch. Yeah. yeah and it's yeah. awesome. I mean, uh, it's awesome. Yeah, it's it was the best. It man. was. It was the best. We and were, it's probably a good test because uh, like it was, we were just like, fuck this, we're going. Yeah. You know, like it's it's done. It was uh, as honestly it was like pouring it had been raining for like eleven days straight in February, and I was about to like just go punch a stranger. I was so pissed <laughs> off. Hell yeah. And so I called Excuse Jeff up. Excuse me. And <laughs> yeah, and he was like, what? And I was like, we have to leave now yeah like we have to leave yeah. can are you game to leave in two weeks and he was like yes and i was like all right <laughs> so <laughs> i threw together a media kit called some great people that that have been very you know awesome to work with us we got maverick boats um and smith optics and o milwaukee beer and uh, williams knife works which is a custom knife maker back home and uh and mojo sportswear that that helped us make that happen. Uh, and it was like... I mean, Jeff and I will call me today and he's like, man, I really I wish we were back in Andrews yeah. right now. I mean, it's... And it's a great feeling. And I think... It, we, I've done it back home since. I've done three or four days, little jaunts in South Carolina, um, taking and packing in somewhere and taking like setting my constraints to be a like a small duffel bag yeah. like this is the only things that i can take that to fit in this bag and that includes my tent and bed roll and sleeping bag and all that stuff that's really really cool i mean it's cool to do like that because if something does happen you can pick up pretty quick and in yeah. back in.
0: it was a great what when we did it in alaska it was it was the most amazing thing i mean you you could experience things that you'll never experience like uh you know catching the fish cooking and we did like trout fingers and like the nights, you know, we talk. You talk oh about like that ambient oh lighting, so dude. The nights in Alaska, under that lunar light, it, up in the mountains. It's the most freaking believable thing.
2: I'll never forget it.
0: No, I'll never forget it either. Yeah. It's it's burning my memory. It's yeah. wild. It's wild. Uh, Brian, what do you got? You want You got you got a little clip? I saw you playing with a clip. You want to play a clip or no? Or what do you got? You got
2: anything?
0: I, yeah, yeah, sure. That
1: explore trailer's. I think it's pretty short. It's only be like a minute and a half, I think.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yep. Let, let's let's play that for everybody watching live. I know they're getting excited because they're listening to us. Talk about all these cool things. Let's let them uh, let them see some of this stuff. Will we be able to hear this? Yes. Press one, Spock. It's not, it's not
1: Was wow! <laughs> that last little lens flare pop that came with the beat—that's like me and my buddy David White that works with me back home—we're sitting there throwing that together and just dropped it in the editing timeline, and it, it just went right in with that beat. It was like this is meant to be, dude. That's amazing. I gotta tell you, I,
0: I looked—I've looked at a lot of your stuff, but somehow I have not watched that one before. Oh, that that was—I have, I haven't watched that one. I'll send
1: you the other link for the full it, one.
0: Watching that makes me want to go fly fishing immediately can't hear you Bry. i said it makes me want to go
1: on that journey on that journey i just want it to it makes go me and want to away. go yeah i but well, i don't mean to keep saying <coughs> the fly thing that's just kind of something that i'm into um you could do it with anything um and honestly we we said that we were we there was we were not going to do anything conventional tackle wise on that trip right. just to make it kind of hard you know yeah. kind of uh, i think you, you go through and you do things and i say you you you'd like to run you jog and you you're say i'm gonna sign up for a marathon and that's gonna let, that's gonna let me prove to myself kind of if i'm good enough yeah. for this like that's the test of what my ability is and that can be in anything it can be in bass fishing it can be in your job it can be whatever and that was kind of what this was for us is to say we really like to fly fish we feel like we're pretty good at it we practice a lot and we're gonna kind of see how good we are with yeah. it but we did take one day <laughs> solomon was uh was just dying to catch... There was, like, some really big mangrove snappers underneath this one spot. Um, and we out-caught conventional... Him, you know, like, 10 to 1 on the fly rod. Yeah. But it was cool, because, like, from a planning standpoint, a lot like you do with the bass fishing stuff. Like, we had to get up in the morning and say, okay, we got to have food. Because we never caught enough to go multiple days. Yeah. Um, And so that has to be priority one, is that we are going to figure out where we need to be with that tide in the morning at the right part of the tide regardless of what else we had to do we had to be at the right tide at our food fishing spots yeah and sometimes i interfere with our i remember one day we were on this flat and we were just covered up with like dumb tarpon like just dumb ones eating dumb 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 eating ones like a chain of four fish coming that i throw to the first one strip it eats it Comes tight, pops off. As soon as it spits a fly, the second fish in the chain piles on it, does the same thing. Third fish piles on it, does the same thing. I call it fourth one. Wow. Um, so yeah. On it, a fly. It, yeah, on, on the same fly, on the same cast. Like strip. Oh, he got off. Oh, there's another one. Oh, he got off. Oh, again, finally. Caught
0: um, in the bass water.
2: fishing, we call that a scrape. Yes. You were on a scrape. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's great. But then we, we had are, to leave that to go catch food. Yeah, I was just going to say, um, you're not eating tarpon, right?
1: No. That, and, and we had a deal with the Vision and Tarpon Trust that we were not... We j- I joked around with them and said, you know, like, if you don't participate with us, I'm going to eat every game. We <laughs> um, We, but you know, we were tagging all those fish yeah. and trying to get... Um, there, there's, a, there's been a bunch of legislation that's been going through in the Bahamas about that fishery and how they're going to protect it. Um, and... We wanted to try and be a little proactive um, with the Bonefish and Tarpon Trust to get them as much data as we could get them on that fishery. Mm. And that's been a big component of the future of Explore is to have a scientific piece to it. Because I think that makes it somewhat interesting to where, uh, you know, we can take and kind of split the categories of what we're going after. And it makes it harder on the trip because... Okay, we've got to be here for this, and then we've got to be here for this. And, you know, stuff happens. Like on that trip, we ran out of ice three days in. So we had to, mm-hmm. like, really figure out how to, you know, cook our food immediately and eat it or cook yeah. it or pickle it or something like that. Yep. And it's led for the next one to really trying to do more studies on how we can preserve, like, yeah. dry, dry store fish a, and stuff like yeah. that.
0: Yeah, it's important. Because I can remember on our trip into Alaska... We ran out of water yes, like the did. first day in. Yeah. But we had she southern had stream, well, man. we had southern in lime to the last right. day. But we somehow ran out of water on the and first Captain day. And Captain Coke. And Captain Coke. We had yeah. a lot of liquor on that trip.
1: We, well, that's what we had to. Towards the end, we had to, We knew that we were gonna like. Yeah. We took beer and it was kind of like, a, well, we just we're gonna take beer just to have to drink a beer, but it really became like important calories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah the the, the problem the with
2: beer is it's st- in order to be effective, it's there's just too much mass. It's very heavy. It's oh, a lot of yeah. mass.
1: But we were working off like twelve, twelve hundred, thirteen hundred calories a day it was about our intake. Now we did could. old Milwaukee like fly out beer and drop it to you? No, that would have been cool. That would have been really cool if they'd have had like, you know, the old mill hydroplane that could have like Yeah. And we could have built a really cool superhuman character out of whoever drove that thing too. It <laughs> I'm
0: thinking a hot chick. Yeah, like hot a total girls. twelve. Now, With now these giant were not boobs. cold
1: beers, by the way. Remember, we ran out of ice, so we were like drinking hot beers. Uh, I'm, yeah, I, I'm a survivor. Yeah, whatever. A hot so back
2: to tarpon. Um, nobody eats them. Is that just because they're a uh, protected game fish, no, or just they not, just suck? they're
1: not good to eat? All right.
2: So and good. they're ancient, Bry. Yeah. They're ancient. They're one are of they the oldest fish species on the planet. They're.
1: they're, they're are they? They're 55 true. million years old. They're really. Is that really right? Cool. Yeah. They're and that's kind of what got me into um, more really learning about the fish because those fish are pretty dynamic as far as the you know the. They're ancient, and they feed in, like, the most weird ways that are, you know, like a bass doesn't feed, a marlin doesn't feed like that, yeah. tuna doesn't feed like that. It's it's very different um, from what you used to, which makes them harder and makes you cool.
0: Yeah, being that old, that species, they're, they're a smart-ass fish.
1: Oh, yeah, and like you are saying, like, to get to a size where you would call them, like, you know, 100-pound fish or 110-pound fish, yeah. it's going to be 14, 10, 10. 10, 12, 13 years old. Wow, know, which is which is crazy.
0: And they migrate. Talk, Big time. This, this is
1: interesting. Talk, this is, this talk is, again. I'm not an expert on tarpon by any Yeah, way. but I I want
0: you to tell the story about how they migrate and their connection to fresh water, because that's yeah, that's that, interesting, but I don't know if you knew this. That's kind Listen of a theory
1: from um from my buddy Nathaniel and John down in Florida, but that the uh the way that the keys set up with the outflow of fresh water from uh, everglades and the Glades, yeah um it creates a it creates a ton of bait in there too but it creates a, a change in salinity that um i think that causes those fish to really focus there because you don't see that type of focus anywhere else in the right. world with that many fish um and they're coming in there to spawn, and they, they spawn and they they migrate further than that. I mean, they've tracked them up into like you know up into Newfoundland. They've tracked a few fish mm. up that far, and we get them up in South Carolina, North Carolina. Um, started to find some juvenile fish in our old rice fields, like you're talking about on the yeah. those dikes and stuff. Yeah. But storms have blown them in there because the way that they the way that they um they breed is they go offshore, and then the females lay the eggs offshore in these masses, and they they drift in the current. Uh, and then they turn into larvae, and then they're blown inland at some mm. point, and that's where the uh, uh, the Everglades is so critical, um, and the mangroves and all that in there because that's where they kind of hide and they they grow from larvae into As fry. And fry and then into a, you know small very small juvenile fish into you know the fish that they become, and that's yeah. and we've seen you know tarpon that are you know 10 to 12 inches long in our rice fields back home that a storm had just blown some up and they'd, wow. they'd come in there so they're they're a very special fish if any of y'all like to bass fish um any fish conventional mm. you can have really really good numbers um of bites and that's kind of all we're fishing for with those they the sharks also love to eat them um, and until so like you get into areas like boca Grande and stuff like that which has a really prominent fishery tarpon fishery there um you get some Crazy hammerheads. I mean, those big, twelve, fifteen hundred pound, twenty foot long greater hammerheads in there that are eating like you know twenty, thirty fish a day mm. when they're eating when they're really, really feeding. Crazy. So yeah, you got to catch them quick and pop them off, or we usually just get the bites in and then crack them off.
2: We have a really old, uh, ancient species around here. I guess it's uh, all up and down the east coast at least, uh, and that's the uh, bowfin. The bowfin, mudfish. Yeah. Yeah, aka Grenel. Yeah, I was just trying to just trying to look up to see what was older bowfin or tarpon but i, I don't know tarpon are over 55 million years
1: old wow. as a species yep. and it, that's why like some of the stuff that um like in key west when they were looking at dredging the harbor down there for the cruise ships yeah. it was be, like really detrimental to would have been bad migra- would have been awful yeah. to the migration patterns of those fish and i feel like it's it's our duty to not let you know some freaking cruise ship Dude, deter that, something. That, like that
2: drives me nuts down there uh, the wharf in key west and you walk out there, and you look right underneath the, the docks. and there's, Pets. Oh, my God. Yeah. Five, six-foot tarpon just sitting oh, right yeah, there. Yeah. They've
1: yeah. learned the routine, man. They're not stupid. Oh, That's my God. It well, makes here, me
2: crazy. I can't go there. I
0: know. Here's the good news. Um, we found someone and a species, 55 million years old tarpon. We finally found someone older than Pete Glucic.
2: True. Yeah. yeah. Just That's a little true. hair
0: older than Pete Glucic. Yeah.
2: I, I, yeah. You, you, we almost went tarpon fishing once, you, be new. You promised me a trip to Florida, and you're going with me. And reneged. We're gonna yeah. do that. What well, can, it, uh, can well, I? Brian t- definitely can him. I
0: bring him along? Hell yeah. Well, here's the thing. If we ever get in a bad situation, he could build a really shitty table for us.
1: Definitely. Or a build a house. He could build a <laughs> table that we could like decoy somebody. Table. To sit table. Table. Yeah, talking about
0: table? I build a house.
1: He could you build. What a you talking table. about? He could build a stool or a
0: box. A stool sample. <laughs> right up in your hand. I'll take a stool sample in your hand. Wrap you on the head with a ratchet. All right. We got off track. Uh, l- let me uh, – first of all, let me thank everybody that's watching tonight because this is uh, this is really cool. This is such a different feeling. This is very – this is – I, I got a – not just blowing smoke up your butt here, but this is the most personalized, laid-back, relaxed
1: Ike Live I've ever done in the history of Ike uh, Live. I'll do. Whenever you all want to do these again, I'm happy to Skype in or whatever. It's pretty awesome. I don't want to take away from – the people that are here to, to hear you talk about bass fishing either ah it, no we're here to we're here to talk boo to you, Frank. bass fishing <laughs> boo
0: nah, this is
2: about you dude uh
0: so let me let me thank first everybody for tuning in uh this is this is a really cool opportunity i think what we're going to do here is we'll get brian the carpenter uh to open up you want to open up the phone lines
2: or you want to just do some comments via twitter or ha- what do you want to yeah, do yeah do, you can tell people uh comments via twitter yeah, uh, or Facebook. Yeah, we 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 don't have
0: an IM on this show, but uh, we want to hear from you. A couple ways you could do it, uh, hit us up on the social media accounts. It's uh, at Ike Live Show. You can hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Or I think eventually what we'll do here in just maybe a couple minutes is we'll throw up a number. If there's somebody out there who wants to talk to Frankie, wants to talk saltwater, wants to talk filmmaking, anything you
2: want to talk about. Give us a call and and we'll talk to you. Yeah, yeah sp- love to. Speaking of social media, Mike, uh, anything anything new in social media? Oh, uh, i Go ahead, come on, tell us about it.
1: Well, are y'all <laughs> diversifying the Mike Akinelli brand? I think we are. I think we're we're always
0: <laughs> uh, we're always uh, looking for new sponsors. So, uh, now nah, you know it's uh, it's interesting because you were here while all this was developing, uh, and we officially for the first time ever had our first social media. Hacking. Uh, and our Facebook account, a- and by default, our Twitter account got hacked. And, uh,
1: dude, I was stressed out. You were very that
0: stressed That whole thing out. stressed me out, man. I had to
1: take over the Iconelli kids for two hours last night. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: Dad was a little wedged. I
0: was stressed out. I, I I felt really helpless. Violated. You know, I, I Yeah, <laughs> I felt violated. I felt helpless. Uh, you, you know, the, the neat thing about it, and I... I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, give you the impression that I'm like a social media addict or anything like that. But social media has become really important to me. Yeah. For my business and for the fans, right? No, seriously, you know what I mean. Like I like, I love like letting people know like what we're doing. When we were in Central Park filming, we had some posts that got like eighty thousand viewer, you know, reach on it, and I was proud of it. By the way, they got deleted which I'm super pissed off about, the pictures with Joe and all that. Oh. They got deleted? They got deleted. Oh, I got all of them. I had about eight or eight things deleted from Facebook, which I'm really upset about. But
2: why, ca- why can't they catch these fools? I'd know? love for them to catch them. Oh, my God. It should be, it should be uh, as, as big need, a crime a, as breaking a, and entering. They need a 369. Well, they need? 369. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no second. No say, But...
0: <laughs> it, it was it was not good. It was it was terrible. And uh, you know, for t- I think about 20 hours, you know, we had lost control totally of our of our Facebook account. And you know, uh, you know, things were deleted. Things were posted on there that obviously we we would never post. And uh, it, it it sucked. It really sucked. But uh, sh- a shout out to my wife Rebecca, who worked tirelessly. Beast mode. And she got into beast mode. Beast mode. And uh Got really Jersey-style on a lot of people over the last 20 hours. and, and Do not cross Becky. Yeah, don't cross Becky, and, and got the issue resolved. So uh, please, everybody, if you saw some very strange posts, if you saw some weird-looking breasts with three nipples or whatever you saw on there, <laughs> obviously that wasn't me. Uh, so thanks, thanks for putting up with that for 20 hours. And we're back. We're back to normal.
2: Hopefully for good. You've yeah. never been normal, Mike. Never been normal. Frank, I got a question from a from a fan here or from a viewer. Um, how did you get into filmmaking? What, what led you this direction? And and did you was this a, a passion through schooling through college? No, not at all. Um, I think for me, like I had a I had my
1: own business. I've always worked for myself, and I had a, a little clothing brand back in the day, and I had to either pay a photographer to take pictures of all the stuff or um or go get it myself and so i bought a a, a nice canon digital camera and just kind of went from there and on the video side of things i think it was main when some of the editing software became a little more user-friendly to where you could you didn't have to have a degree to um to do all your own editing and stuff and then it, and, and which is cool because now it's more about um what's in your head and can you translate what's in your head Onto screen, mm. and so that for you know people like me, there's a lot of there's a lot of people that are much more technical acclimated than I am, um, as far as all the how the cameras operate and all that. And I learn something every time I'm with those guys, and just totally love that time because it makes me better at what I do. But um you know, I can tell you that if I turn that button to the left three clicks and hit this one one time, that it's going to look like this. But um you know, if it's more. I guess I have a YouTube degree for lack of a better term i mean i really tried to you know the movies that i like to watch from a a cinematic standpoint like a martin scorsese film or um like a box office type movie the the editing styles that i was entertained by there i tried to go back and study those and figure out how to how to do that it started with gopro's and handheld cameras and eventually moved into you know buying a a a decent thousand dollar camera or something like that that was an automatic camera um to really go into a more manual thing to where i can i like to tell a lot of stories with focus like yeah you know just letting you see what the where the focus is and everything else can be blurred i think uh, always to me comes across kind of cool um but no just finding uh do it for you uh, and that's what I do. I edit for things that I like to see and then hope that other people like them and have been fortunate that they do. Um, but there's a ton of great resources out there if you want to learn how to do that stuff. And there's some great editing software. Um, if you have a Mac, iMovie's a great place to start. Um, and I think there's some other free ones. I I don't know exactly what they are, um, but there's plenty of free ones you can mess with out there. And your phone. Shoot, these iPhones now are insane. Um, I mean, this... The five has a Zeiss lens in it, which is killer, and I think all the new ones do too. And you can do some pretty amazing stuff with that. And I think if you're looking at, you know, content that people want to consume, I th- there's really high-end stuff, like I hope that I do, and then there's the garage stuff that, like, you do with your cell phones and stuff like that. And they both have a ton of value. Yeah. I, mean, I don't want to like those your videos of where you're catching something and you're stoked about it are every bit as cool as any of the other any of the other stuff. And from a from Our duty as fishermen to get other people to fish and get other people to, if you're hunting, I'm a big hunter as well, to get other people to hunt and enjoy the outdoors. I think it's, we're tasked with that kind of direction that we need to introduce other people to this. And we need to show them, you know, this is not golf. This is not football. This is not baseball. This is much, this is a, you say it's a lifestyle, you know, and that it really is a, a, you know, kind of, I don't know what people that don't do this do. I can't like, tell. You. What do you do on like a? Oh, it's Saturday and it's beautiful outside. I'm going to. Let's go golf. Yeah. 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 I mean, or, I just... or watch or
2: watch sports when it's beautiful out.
1: Yeah. But it, none out of that's house. the same like even if you house, play man. golf, if you go play golf, it's not it's not the same. No. You know our con- our, our civilization was founded on people doing what we like to do. Yeah. They're gathering and 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 interacting with nature and all that stuff. And so. Um t- Go film what you love about that. You know, if it's going to be different for you than it is for me, than it is for Mike, than it is for Brian. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be cool in its own right. And so, if you think it's that cool, then it's cool. Yeah. You know, I mean, don't uh, don't let anybody else tell you it is or it isn't. I mean, yep. that's kind of where, uh, yeah. I started with it is, and I've just been very lucky that other people liked it, and I've been able to go to some cool places and bring that back to people and take them there, you know, from a film standpoint. But, uh, uh, we've
2: got a uh, Twitter question, and uh, well, you both can answer this um, from Joey Randall, aka Catch More Fish. Joey, what's your favorite species to target? Ugh. Joey. Or what are you most
1: like right what, now? What,
2: yeah, what 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 really is like? where your head's at what what do you really want to get out there and catch right now for me is probably tarpon on a flower just because it's hard oh, yeah. and that's
1: kind of where i'm what i'm into any any out to anything that you can see like a long way away and like have to get in there and catch that one thing that's what i like yeah, yeah. you know it's, i like that kind of and it could take three hours to get there yeah. you know but like i like the i like the Two guys on a boat that's one thing i like about flats fishing is you have somebody poling the boat and you're on the front yeah (laughs) Yeah. um it's very much a team thing that the guy's got the guy's got to get the boat or the person on the back of the boat has to get it in position for you to make a cast and it's very it's fun to strategize and do that and uh so that's kind of i would say if you had to draw down to one probably tarpon on light tackle um that's a bucket list for me yeah that's
2: for sure yeah what me about too. you, Mike? Any surprises? Here? No,
0: no surprises. Uh, my favorite fish uh, freshwater to catch and target would be a smallmouth bass. It hasn't changed since I was, you know, 12 or 13 years old. But speaking of that, you know, as we talked all week about different species, and you just mentioned it, Brian, bucket list.
2: Yeah.
0: Dude, mine's giant. Mine's giant. I love, I've caught redfish. I love catching redfish. I've caught a big tarpon that was amazing. Yeah. But, dude, here, you want me to, this is embarrassing. I'm going to go ahead and say it. <clears throat> never caught a snook, right? I've never caught a bonefish, right? I've never caught a marlin. I've never caught a sailfish. I mean, that's a lot of. There are a lot of ca- key categories. We can remedy that. All I have a touch? And we I'd love remedy
1: all that in a couple. Of
0: days I'd love to just <laughs> in one place. Here's the here's the funny thing too, dude. To just catch the species would be a thrill for me. Like it doesn't have to be the the world the line class record Hell like yeah, your wife yeah. caught. You know what I mean, it, dude? If I caught like a snook that big.
1: It'd be amazing for me because I, I haven't I think caught the that the thing that would be really fun to do, and I think your fans would love to see it. Is like we're talking about today, like taking, let's take your gear and go Bass like tackle? destroy it on oh, some yeah. big stuff. Oh, like, dude, let's, let's go wreck it! Yeah, let's go like let's go catch, uh, let's go catch a blue marlin on a swim bait. How cool would that be? Oh, we can do it. We How can cool do it like. Day? On a Tomorrow. swim bait? Yeah. Brian, can you imagine Like tease like, them up and then pitch swim baits to them. Or yeah. pitch a worm to them. Think about that footage, Brian. I mean, we here. were catching tarpon two years ago on 10-inch trick worms.
0: It's crazy. Yeah. Or a shark on a swim bait. It's oh another one. Think about it, dude. Yeah.
1: But I think that would be really actually, cool uh, to... I, I actually cast those, it
2: yeah. on uh, on Mahi Mahi with a uh, Sabil swim bait. We had them around the boat. We had some hooked. They ate it. And had a spinner rod with a Sabil swim bait and braid. And I don't know if they were line shy on the braid, but they, they flashed it, flashed it, flashed it, and I never got one to commit before Shark rolled in and, and, and uh, spooked them all off. But I was surprised. I thought it would be freaking money, but I felt like maybe they were a little line shy with the with the braid. I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't know how Mahi roll. You could have just screwed it all up. My, my, it happens so quick, man. They come in. You got one on the line. You got this. big Best well, thing about those fish
1: is like really saying, "I'm not going to let you have it." Like get that get it getting it away, and then like
2: knowing when the when the bite's going to happen. Exactly. Get yeah. away
1: from me.
0: But,
2: uh, but you, but you know, and and you say about um, about like uh, what, what you really enjoy about uh, the saltwater species you target? How it's it, it's so difficult just to catch that one and and how much different bass fishing is but i feel like because bass fishing isn't so difficult to catch that one usually that that's what led <laughs> to tournament fishing
1: no but you can because make it, but it you can that make level
2: it. of competition no
1: but you can make it that way i mean I, we did this the other day and that's what i told mike i think it'd be really really cool and we tr- we filmed some of this the other day is saying okay i want to pick out one limit bait. yourself yeah pick one bait yeah and and I, th- and I think it'll do a lot for people that are going, I'm to pick one bait, yep. and I'm going to commit to fishing this. Now, it's not saying I'm going to pick just randomly, grab bag, pick something. But I'm going to look at where I'm going to fish, I'm going to look at the conditions, and I'm going to pick one thing that I'm going to stick yeah. to and try to catch a fi- as many fish as I can on that. Yep. And it teaches you a lot about it's that one cool. thing. Yeah, it does. It forces you to learn. Yeah. Yeah, fish in different ways. Uh, let, m- let me switch
0: topics real quick. I d- I just want to talk a little bit about um a lot of the stuff... uh you you know that we shot this week the the Go and Ike series it's going to it's going to end up on the web it's going to end up um on on the web versus like a traditional tv channel yeah that that's a cool thing right like like the web has given you and and us ability to
1: create something that doesn't have to fit in a box 100% and i have a hard time like editing for tv just cuz i hate the interruptions and i don't think anybody i think that the people that watch some of the stuff now and I don't want to take it. There's some great T V shows out there some great people that yeah. are doing TV. Yeah. It just for me, it's hard for me to break a story up when I only we only have a limited amount of time that um, that we get to spend with people online, you know, like a seven to eight minutes probably a max for what somebody's gonna sit down on their phone or their computer yeah. and watch. Um that I don't wanna break I don't want to split that up with a commercial or stuff like that. Like if there's anybody that's taking part in this you know we're just going to use this stuff and you'll yeah. see it getting you i mean you're not an idiot if something you know something's supposed to cast great and you see mike cast it a thousand feet i don't have to tell you that it casts great i mean you see you cast it it yep. casts great you know or you know if it's like when we're shooting in the rain um poured on us the other day and we we're crazy it. and you po- a the rain. new under armor suit and yep. it's like i mean you can see some of the stills i mean you can see the water like it's amazing shooting yeah. off of it like we don't have to tell you that it's waterproof when you can see that the water is able to penetrate yep. the jacket. Yep. So, so that's kind of the approach that um, that we're taking to this is we 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 definitely want to have some partners and we want to have people that appreciate some of the stuff that we're talking about doing with this. But making sure that it's online so that you can watch it whenever you want to. and We hope that you know, you'll take it and share it with your friends if you like it. Um, that you'll take it and share it with uh, with your crowd um, to help us get to where we can do more because I think if whenever I'm Trying to raise money for projects, um, it's never with a profit in mind. It's more like I just want to go do you want to do what you the love to do. One. Like, yeah. like we need to get through this one so that we can do the mm. next one, and then do the next one, and then do the next one. And uh, that's the that's kind of the mo. You have a flick, keep being loaded. What you
0: got uh, cooking, Bry?
1: Keep talking. I'm just setting stuff well, up. After seeing this, I'll kind of give, if you don't mind, give some, the, the viewers like or listeners. I try to, in my line of work, I have to create a lot of content. And it has to be content that's pushed out regularly so y'all people don't forget who I am or what I'm doing. Um, and so I do a couple of different little series. Um, one is called One, that is kind of a two- to three-minute session where we go catch one fish. And it's been a really fun experience to, let's just get out of the office for the afternoon and go just get on the water for an hour and try and catch one and then we're done and we go home and that's it um the other one is one that brian's got loaded up here called pescadora um where i try to find lady anglers that are like Mm. really good at what they're doing she looks good at what she's she's doing (laughs) this is is a a young lady named rebecca courtney from um down in new smyrna beach florida who is an exceptional angler um and was nice enough to spend a day with us on the water um this video done very well she's a uh she's a beautiful girl which uh, which helps to have people to watch yeah i'd well. like to watch this video um, bry
0: but she can. was
1: she was awesome and hopefully we get to do another couple with rebecca at some point all right well let me uh let me take a break i need to hit that anyway yeah so I'm, yeah, gonna, I'm gonna
2: play this and uh we'll come back for a couple more minutes and that's cool that's, that's, that's a bad i'd guy. like to grab a water but i want to watch this so They're all right okay. here we go all right are these still hot Is he?
1: no, no. in your soul give me things that I wanted to know tell me things that you've done and I've been feeling oh I've been feeling cold you're the heat that I know listen you are my son Oh I've never seen it on this thing. Uh. What was that? And huh. we're back. And we're back.
2: <laughs> do we have a uh, couple more tweets come through, Brian? Yeah, yeah we... we do. Um, did Frankie film any of the historic floods in South Carolina? And if so, could he, cha- could he see changes in the landscape?
1: Uh, I did not film any of the floods in South Carolina. I was trapped... <laughs> At my house with my kids uh being out of school um not that we didn't have any issues compared to some of the the people that had uh that lost everything down in some of the downtown areas of columbia um got out and took some still images and stuff like that um but honestly felt bad going down there and doing that uh as opposed to trying to help people like yeah. offload furniture and stuff it was i felt kind of shitty trying to capture their sorrow as opposed to like right. get out and help um so we did like three or four big relief runs um, uh, filled up three trucks and trailers with stuff and took it down there um and to have some more stuff to do when we get home um but it did definitely did see a change in the landscape um saw a you know a bunch of a bunch of highly irreplaceable things get destroyed in houses and stuff like that get torn down not you know every flood is a bad one this was a really bad one for us just because it came through a very funky area but oh yeah i didn't get out to get to film it
2: it affects you this year right mike well it yeah i mean not directly
0: Uh, you know again i you
1: know that the cooper river deal
0: yeah yeah i mean we have a tournament scheduled for the for the cooper river which is the uh tailwaters of santee cooper um and, and you know, there's. Did they? Are they going to change that event? I, I've heard from some pretty reliable sources that that one will get changed, and it'll be scheduled later, a year later, or two years later, um, for a lot of reasons. You know, not not even necessarily from the standpoint of the fishery being decimated, but from the standpoint of hotels and lodging and being decimated. Right. Ah. You know. Okay. Uh, because, you know, as we stand right now, you know, that tournament's in in late March, early April. So that's not that far away. Nah. And, I mean, you know. I mean, we
1: still had, like, the roads in front of my kid's school was washed out, and that's not supposed to be fixed. And that's just a little, you know, that's right. something major, but right. it's not supposed to be fixed for another Month and
2: a half. So, so are they gonna uh, they're they gonna put a new event in that same slot? Uh, yeah, I think I think they're gonna they're working on rescheduling right now. And
0: again, the unofficial word if is that, that Tommy Biffles home lake. No, the unofficial word is that it's going to be moved upstream to the uh, Santee Cooper Reservoir, uh, right. which which would make sense. You know, it's it's relatively it would close stay in and, South Carolina. and it's a good yeah and it's a good fishery. You know, that time of the year we'll we'll catch them. I got know, a question so. for you.
2: It always seems, and I guess it's got to be a big body of water, and and the uh, infrastructure needs to be there um, to host these events. But it really seems like they continually go back to the same 20 places across Mm. the country, both elite series, both, you know, all the circuits. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, are there other highly qualified oh. lakes that are just oh, being oh, there's over- a million, there's a million.
0: Yeah, and, and let me let me tell you this. Here's a good way to, to tell you this. There's ten things that go into selecting a location for a professional for a professional bass event, and number ten on the list is the angler's uh, safety needs and wants. Number nine on that list is the fishery itself and being there at the best time of the year. Number eight on that list is the fact that there's new fisheries on the list, new places. So, you know, at the very bottom of the list, there's those things. At the very top of the list, it's that contract. Who's going to pay that organization to show up at a town? Uh, Number two would be, like, the, uh, the advertising revenue and more money... That can be secured to bring an event there. Number three would be um, housing, facilities. You know, all that stuff comes into play. Number four would be water parks.
2: Water parks? There's water parks nearby. Yeah. Number four would be like uh,
0: the ease of going there, right? They go back to so many of these places because they're comfortable there. They've worked with these people, they know how to put on an event. So, you know, that's the reason we keep going back to the same joints over and over. I got you. Yeah. A little bit off topic, but I was just curious. Things? It's all right. Uh, how, how, we, this was, I tell you, this was amazing. It flew by. Did you did you tell me this was an hour and a half segment? Because I felt like about 15, 20 minutes.
2: Yeah, yeah. We, we did an hour and a half. Is it really an hour and a half? Or you just messed just? No, messed it's an up? hour and a half. Are you
0: serious? For real. An actual hour and a
1: half? and oh, we could go for hours. We could go for days, dude. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. It's amazing. Uh i i guess we'll kind of wrap it up uh a- anything else you want to say for i get in and, and i always do this to all the guests i i want you to continue to plug let people know where they could find you and and talk about the film festival deal a little bit more too because that that's interesting
1: yeah we're um i definitely follow me on my social media pages on instagram uh at c1films uh let C see number one films on Facebook as well and Twitter. Also, after watching you this week with Periscope, the, but the Periscope thing, dude, I would love to have, if any of y'all would like to kind of see where I am on locations or first looks at footage and stuff like that, I'd love to start doing the Periscope stuff. That was kind of something I was like, there's no way that'll work. It's ridiculous. It's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah. It's pretty and, awesome. uh, It's killer. Yeah. Like, I had so much fun um, watching the questions come in. I know y'all are there for, for Mike, but it was really... Really cool to watch that whole process happen. So if any of you like to, um, I'm gonna try to really start dedicating, uh, you know, try to do one of those a day. Yeah. I'm one of those with social media stuff. I feel like for it to work, you really gotta you gotta stay you gotta it. stay at it and commit to it. And I try to post um, a picture, or a couple of pictures a day on Instagram, um, and float those over to Facebook and Twitter as well. Um, and the Periscope thing is something that I definitely want to try to do. And it's 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 uh, C1 Films on Periscope as well so i'm gonna definitely try to uh to start doing that but i can't thank y'all enough for for giving me the time of day um I, i'm really humbled to be able to be here with mike um and get some 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 stuff done with him uh and meet all these folks and i hope that you like my take on bass fishing because I, I, it's something that i hope we can do a lot more of yeah. i mean i'm really really excited
0: well well thank you for coming this week it was a blast i had a blast if we weren't Engaged in any kind of business. If you were just here hanging out this week, it was a really cool week, (laughs) really special week. But uh, I want everybody look for Frankie, follow him, follow C1 Films, uh, and we're going to keep you posted on um, what we've done this week. You're going to see some pictures, you'll see some short clips in the next couple months, and then sometime in the new year, 2016 you're going to start seeing the actual result of what happened this week. And and I think you're going to love it. I think you're going to see a different spin on bass fishing. You're going to see something you don't normally see. And uh, hopefully you like it and tell your friends to watch it. Uh, I want to thank everybody. Thank you for tuning in to this very special episode of Ike Live. Special shout-out to our producer, Brian DeCarpenter. Shout-out to Mark Jeffries, executive producer back in Oklahoma watching a football game. And special thank you to Frankie Marion uh, for for coming this week and sitting with us. Uh, Take it easy. We'll see you soon. uh, November... November eighth, Jerry McInnes, Sunday, seven p.m. See you there for the next Psych Live. Good night, everybody. Good night, and screw you, you hacker.